as the preeminent gambling podcast in the state of North Carolina, I find it is incumbent upon us to both A, educate the audience, and B, celebrate our wins. So, Anthony Guerra, Pizza Czar, Oakwood Pizza Box, the best pizza not only in Raleigh, but in the state of North Carolina. Joining me, Joe Giulio, here on Picks and Pizza. I want to give you props. We're going to start with the props. Then we'll move on to the education. Okay. Because it was on October 12th that you had sent me a text. Hey, we need to talk about who is going to be the first NFL head coach fired. You sent me the text with the odds. And I was like, ooh, ooh, this is good. This is good. And then we talked about it on the podcast. So I just want to make sure that I give you your props and your respect because this was from October 12th. This is from October 12th. My poor choice was Sean Payton looking for that 66 to 1 payout, but you you were smarter. Ash. So who's your who would be your pick? My pick is Payton. We'll take semantics out of it. My pick is Payton. Who do you have on, I, on this list? I have Josh McDaniels. I mean, listen. Will Mark Davis being impatient? Yes. I could see the 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 ghost of Al Davis being a little bit grumpy and they like changing stuff up to change stuff up. And Josh McDaniels is just an annoying dude. Like, is he like your guy? You're in <laughs> Vegas. Get a showman in there. You know, uh, how how mad is Davis that Roger Goodell got, got uh, what's, what's it, Gruden, Gruden fired? fired? Let's, Let's do, do uh, Tom Brady, Brady player, owner, coach. coach. Yeah, <laughs> I... Well, I, I would, would do it. Do it. Here, here, Tom, Tom, you, you do whatever you, you want, want, baby. Go. Go ahead and do it. <laughs> Player, <laughs> All right, so, coach. All right, I'll jot those down. That's from October 12th. And, and sure enough, the first NFL coach to be fired this season was none other than Josh McDaniels of your Las Vegas Raiders. So congratulations to you, Anthony. We are putting $500 in your Picks and Pizza account for calling that one correctly. Now, let's get into the educational portion of this because I do feel like if you're new to gambling and, and gambling is going to be legal here soon, it's almost 2024. There's going to be times where even when you win, now I had the right part of this bet, but I couldn't help but be sick watching this unfold on Sunday. So going back to last week, my best bet of the week was the Cardinals at home getting eight and a half points. They're playing the Ravens. And this is going to t- dovetail into your Prop of the week from last week, which was, you know what? Lamar Jackson had this unbelievable game. I'm going to fade him. So once again, you hit your prop. So you're five and two on your props this season. So great job. My best bet of the week, though, was the Cardinals plus eight and a half. Now, I'm watching this game on the Sunday ticket. Thanks to my brother-in-law, Christian. It's 31-15. The Ravens had just scored at the under three minutes in the football game. 31-15. So I'm like, okay. All I need the Cardinals to do is go score a touchdown and convert the two-point play. They lose 31-23, but I cover, and it's just like nobody really cares, right? Eight and a half, you win by the hook, okay? Saved by the hook. So the Cardinals go down, and they do score a touchdown with 74 seconds left in the football game, okay? Great throw by Josh Dobbs, who has since been traded to Minnesota and will be playing for the Vikings for the rest of the season. They score the touchdown. Now it's 31-21. And I'm like, oh no, I hope they really aren't like going to go for one here. No problems. They go for two. They get it. There's a holding on the play. Keep in mind, there's 74 seconds left in this football game. 
And I'm like, oh my God. So now they go for two. They don't get it on the second try. It's still 31-21. And now I'm sitting here thinking, uh-oh. Well, maybe... They, I'm, now, honestly, I'm thinking there's no way they cover. Now they get the onside kick, which in the NFL now is like less than 10% odds that you... You have a less than 10% chance of recovering an onside kick since they changed how you, can, difficult. how you load up the box and all this other stuff. They recover the onside kick. And now I'm like, well, maybe they'll just try to score a touchdown, right? Logically, right? You're down 10. You're going to score a touchdown. Yeah. They line up for a field goal with 26 seconds left in this football game. And I'm thinking to myself, are they just trying to cover at home? Of course. Or is it the old, well, we're down 10. If we kick a field goal, then get another onside kick, then we could score a touchdown. And I'm sitting here going, I don't really care what they're doing. All I know is they're about to cover because it was a 47-yard field goal. They do the old, then they had a, uh, they tried the old ice the kicker thing and he missed the practice one or he missed the kick. But then he gets a second chance. Here is the second chance on the kick. And you tell me if at any point you think this is going in. Let me share it and play it the right way. I mean, you are talking. This is this is a seeing eye kick from Matt Prater, um, who I do think over the years potentially hasn't exactly been the most reliable kicker in the history of the world. But let's see if I can also zoom in a little bit. Yes, I can. All right. So here is now you're now it's 3121. He just missed what amounted to his practice kick. So let's see what he does on this one. By the way, who doesn't know you? Timeout first. Get the timeout before he kicks. I know. Right now, bang, timeout. Don't let him snap. <laughs> no, they already had it. I know, oh, but no, I'm no, saying no. like, my bad, my bad. The sequence is wrong. The The Cardinals had a penalty, and they ended up being able to re-kick it So because it's second oh, and 15. Okay. So now they have the re-kick. This is their 47-yard attempt. Old last week at Seattle. Operation clean. Raiders kick. I oh, man. Barely. Why? <laughs> Remember, they had a bad hold last week against Seattle. It's for Raiders kick. I oh, mean, that barely finds the inside of the left upright. The final score, if you know none the worse for the wiser, 31-24. So the, the Cardinals do end up covering in one of the dirtiest gambling moments of the season. You got to celebrate that if you if you're on your side there. You got to you got to take that as a victory and say, "All right." But that's think about how bad you would have been on the other side of it. And that's where I'm trying that's to come disgusting. emotionally for our people who are new to gambling. I came into this It's game not right? for the weak of heart, man. It really isn't. You should really also have a budget and lose what lose what you can afford to lose, but also do a little bit of what, what we've talked about with some of these futures bets. So if you do put that $500 in account, into an account after you cash it, that gives you some wiggle room to kind of work through the rest of the season. And also, if you're into it, you know, look, the NCAA basketball season, the NBA season. So those futures are really your best way of picking up some money and throwing it in your account and having it there and being able to keep it there. It is shocking that, because uh, I put the game on late, shocking the Ravens at 31 points. Lamar Jackson throws for 157 yards total. So that was part of your three and zero week. I actually went two and one because of the the miracle there by the Cardinals. So for the season, I'm eleven and twelve. You're twelve and eleven. But important to note here, you are five and two on your props. Yeah, I am two and five on my props. 
So I've officially decided to also be smart about my gambling. I'm no longer taking props. I'm not going to take any more player props. <laughs> if you if you want to go all player props in addition to the Jets, that's fine. Okay, I was going to say, does that mean I can? You, like, you're allowed to adjust as well. You are allowed to adjust as well. Okay, that's fine. The truth of the matter is, I'm terrible at props, so I'm not going to do them anymore. But I am. If you think about it, if I'm two and five in props, that means I am not much better in the other ones. But I'm nine and seven, nine and seven in the straight bets. You, so it's, yeah, it's pretty strong. That's basically breaking it's pretty, even. It's, it's, it's basically breaking even at that point. So let's get to our picks for this week because again. You know how it is. We we love to find the right winners. We love to ride the hot hand because, like Michael Singletary, I want winners. Honestly, who doesn't? So uh, I noticed a familiar name already there on your 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 lock of the week there, right? Like you, you know it. You know it. I am not going to stray away. We talked about road games being critical, right? The mm-hmm. road game very difficult. But what happens when both teams are on the road? Well, neutral site game in Frankfurt, Germany. We get the game of the week for the NFL. Unfortunately for them, it'll be at 9 o'clock in the morning. It's the Dolphins versus the Chiefs. Dolphins coming off of the home point cover against the Patriots. Dolphins in this game are getting a point and a half, but you're saying, ah, let's just go money line. The heck with the point and a half. These are the famous last words, but I don't think the point and a half is going to be what decides this game. I might lose this thing. But I was going to say, you just the, doomed this one to be 31-30. I, I, I just don't. Uh, well, a couple things. A, that Miami Dolphins, if the offense travels to Germany, which I hope it can, we don't really know. Can't travel to Buffalo, but it can't really travel to Philadelphia. But maybe it can do Germany? Dolphins left early for this game. Chiefs left late. Chiefs played a uh, played really poorly against Denver. That's the only thing that gives me pause. You know me. Normally, when a team plays very poorly, I expect them to bounce back the next week. I think the Dolphins are people tired of people saying to them, "You're only good against bad teams." Obviously, the Chiefs are not a bad team. This is this is the big test for me. I want this is a where you at kind of game, and I think Miami is going to be interested in playing this game and showing what they are. The Chiefs are the Super Bowl champions. They're more inclined to be like, "Eh, let's go find a beer place, a good place to go." And I, I in just don't think that Chiefs the Chiefs are not that good. No, I mean, they are And they weren't that good last year. They're not that good. They're kind of... But listen, sometimes you steal one, and Andy Reid was definitely due to steal one. So. Not, no, yeah, well, yeah, especially after all of his <laughs> Philadelphia yes. years. My God, give the guy some... Give him something. No, listen, I think Mahomes is, is obviously the best quarterback in the league. Uh, Kelsey's the best tight end in the league. But around that, kind of look at the team like, huh? Interesting. There are a lot of question marks there. Uh, I like Tariq Hill in the Tariq Hill revenge game. I think he ultimately is the difference in this game. My best bet, I'm going with the Bengals. Bengals are at home. Trying to learn our lessons. We're taking home teams. The Bengals are a two-point favorite against the Bills. I think the Bengals have started to figure some things out. We've seen this with them in the last two years with Joey Burrow. Offensive line starts a little bit shaky, and then they start feeding Jamar Chase, and they start realizing who they are. And, And more importantly, with the Bengals, it's defensively. And while they played really well last week to beat the 49ers, don't think that was a fluke. Like I said, I think this is a team that, as we've seen the last two years, the year they go to the Super Bowl, last year when they were like robbed at gunpoint by the officials <laughs> in the Chiefs in, in the AFC Championship. I, I like the Bengals in this game. I like them to win against the Bills, a Bills team that is trending in the wrong direction. You mentioned the... Uh, Let's go to your prop of the week because one of the things you've had a lot of success this with this year is fading rookie 
quarterbacks, and we found another rookie quarterback for tonight's prop. I tell you what, he played out of his mind last week. We're talking about the guy who puts mayonnaise in his, his coffee. coffee. Yes. Will Levis. Will we ever forgive him for that? No. I don't think we can. No, but his girlfriend is definitely more famous than him or his ex-girlfriend. I think she left him. Uh-oh. Uh, you throw for four touchdowns in a game in your, in your NFL debut, though, you'll be fine, and you won't be spending many nights alone. Uh, he, he might be fine. He'll he be might, okay. He might be fine. I'm not going to fade that. I will, I will, however, bet on the fact that his over-under on INTs tonight, 0.5. Okay. He's going to throw one. You yeah. can't just come to the NFL and start ripping touchdowns everywhere. Speaking of no way. Speaking of inconsistent teams, the Steelers, their offense is terrible, but their defense is legit. I like that pick. I like that pick a lot. Um, my second bet of this week is going to be the Eagles. They are at home against the Cowboys. This is a simple question. Did the Cowboys play well last week? Yes, they did. Dak Prescott played out of his mind. They scored 43 points. They 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 took care of the Rams like they like they didn't even show up. I think the Cowboys are a light switch where they're either on yes. or they're off. I love the Eagles at home in this football game. Three point home line. Give me the Eagles. I, I, this one feels it smells it feels a little right. bit. It feels a little bit too easy, but sometimes you just have to take the math that the league is willing to give you. And now it is time. Because we are in position. Not only did our Jets take care of us last week, but oh boy, do we have a stat for you. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Jets at home Monday night. Anthony, what do we know about the New York football Jets when they play at Monday night this season? That team is unstoppable on Monday night. <laughs> At least against the line, they're unstoppable. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, reasonably speaking, uh, you know, they're, they're like the 85 Bears. 2-0, 2-0 ATS in Monday Night Football, <laughs> including the opener where they beat the Bills a- after Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, and then the uh, the Kansas City Taylor Swift game where they had a little bit of a backdoor action to cover a bigger number there. So now they're back on Monday Night Football. They're taking on the Chargers they are actually getting three and a half points at home. Uh, oh, by the way, the Jets have won three games in a row. And less we, I, now, I feel two like of those we, should, bad. we need to point <laughs> out that that game with the Giants had to be one of the worst football games I have ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. I'm a Jets That's fan. I'm covering I've seen a some, lot of ground. <laughs> I have seen some bad football. How about? Tommy DeVito, Danny DeVito, negative nine yards in a game. Holy shnikey. Tell me about it. I got Darren Waller on my fantasy team, man. I am am living through that thing, man. Oh, my God. They did not publish, for the record, there's there's no, I I can't wait to bet on uh, DeVito uh, (laughs) over-unders. But I, I, unfortunately, it looks like uh, Danny Dennis might be back. But, no, that was a terrible football game. Great. You're talking about inside kicks there. I can't believe Greg the Leg actually hit the kick. That was a gross game. Unbelievable. That that's that was bad. Anyway, all right, we'll get to this week. Let's look forward. Let's look up. I think we're going to see some great offense. You do? Uh, no. no. No, that's not how no. they win. No, that's not how they win. No, I mean, it, it'd be interesting to see if we could slow down uh, Herbert. Uh, the defense should come out for the primetime lights. Uh, Herbert's, I love Herbert. I think he's got a really, really good quarterback. 
I, I, I would love to have him. But, he feels uh, like a classic. He'll just always be with the wrong coach or yeah, the wrong always, receivers or the wrong start, team. Yeah, or, 100%. Yes. Yeah, and he's going to get played. Like, oh, you can't win a playoff game. Yeah, he's yeah. got that Philip Rivers syndrome. It just so happens to be with the same franchise. All right, those are our picks for the week. Before we get to our Oakwood Pizza Box pizza question of the week, of course, all of our NFL picks are brought to you by Oakwood Pizza Box, oakwoodpizzabox.com. Um, we are what we're gambling on this season is for my ability to get my name on the menu. Uh, we keep negotiating. I think we're going to ultimately going to settle on that espresso down there <laughs> as the either the OG or the Julio espresso. I feel like I'm going to be shuttled down the menu, but uh, you can't go wrong. The cheese, the square, the white. You still do the mix and match? Yeah, 50 50. 50 50. All right. Um, you know, I love uh, the special which is going to get us into our Oakwood Pizza Box pizza question of the week from Barry on Instagram. From Barry on Instagram, he wants to know, where do you get your pepperoni? I love the pepperoni at the Oakwood Pizza Box. Pepperoni is... Uh, that was the cornerstone of the pizza place. Like We really wanted it to be that. Like It was glass bottle Coke and pepperoni pizza. Okay. Old school stuff. So, so I that's to- your number one... Is that your number one seller? Number one topping? Pepperoni? Number one topping. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Number one. Uh, number two is probably sausage. Three is mushroom. Hmm. Just very... Mushroom is a very divisive thing. But yeah. Mushrooms. Probably, divisive even, too. Yeah. Divisive. You say tomato, tomato. It's the same thing. <laughs> so where do, where do where do you get the pepperoni from? Because it is not a... It's not like a thin, nonsense no. slice. It's a... No, no, no. It comes out of Ohio, but the key for pepperoni is is cup and char, right? There's a couple people who make cup and char, and that's the, the pepperoni kind of curls up and creates like a little pool of grease, mm-hmm. and then it's burnt and crispy on the top side. Um, all the old school places used it in New York. Uh, all the old school, like Buffalo is actually a hotbed for cup and char pepperoni. Big cup and char people, but their style is... That pepperoni actually burns; it'll go black. Like it's a unique thing, right? Um, but you you want to avoid that, no? I like it crispy, not that dark. Okay, buffalo style gets. Dark. But yours is thicker. Your pepperoni itself is a little thicker bit thicker than little bit what thicker. you would normally see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it also it, it doesn't have the the stuff in it to keep it laying flat. I think that's the biggest difference. And it actually tastes like a cured salami. It is a classy pepperoni, high class pepperoni. How did you land on that? Oh, because you say it's out of this place in Ohio. Is it like is it like a known yeah, yeah, yeah. distributor inside, of... inside of pizza circles? We know it. Um, a lot of the old school guys use it, and that's where you find them. Oh, like, there's not many great pepperoni makers. I mean, there's your crappy ones that everyone knows, but there's only a few people who actually make something of merit. You get your other well, you make your own meatballs. Yep. Do you get your sausage and your meatball stuff local? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 meats local, uh, pasture raised pork, pasture raised uh, cows. Okay, yeah, that's actually really important. Um, it, it changes the flavor a lot, and when you can do that, it, it tastes just much better. And obviously, it's much better for the local economy. North Carolina's got a lot of farms, so we might as well use them. When you order this stuff, you order it by the week, or you order it by the like pepperoni? You probably order it by the month. Oh no, no, uh, it's two drops. We can't hold that much, so we get a drop twice a week. Twice a week. Twice a week for all of your toppings. For most, yeah, twice yeah. a week. Yeah, because yeah, we don't have enough space to hold. It's not just... Refrigeration sit. space, yeah. you mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. It's got to be refrigerated. It's got to be held. We, we don't have that much room. So it's twice a week for most of this stuff. Pepperoni, we do... 
what are we doing? 10 to 12 cases a week. Each case is 25 pounds. Yeah, there's a lot of pepperoni. I saw half your staff at the uh, NC State basketball game last night. And I, I was worried. I, I said, I saw the A-list. I saw Ethan. I'm like, uh... Des- describe well, the mood in the arena. What was it like for the listeners there that were not there against the the powerhouse, the Division II powerhouse? I mean, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and tell you I stayed till the end of the game. I left with about eight minutes left to beat the traffic. I saw enough. I, you know, they didn't lose. I mean, how was... How did DJ Burns look? DJ, poor DJ has not lost any weight. So I, I wasn't like hoping for some sort of Richard Howell miracle physical transformation, but I was hoping that I'd, I'd be able to look at him and go, oh, yeah, it looks like, you know, I think DJ is who DJ is. Okay. And that some games that's going to be really good. And then there's going to be other games where you just kind of hope, as it was once explained to me, you believe in NC State shit, Jillio. What do you, how do you, how do you explain us getting, uh, an NCAA tournament game in Denver at altitude with our best player being 300. <laughs> <laughs> now, how do you feel about, I mean, this team is obviously going to have the perimeter guard play. You had great guard play last year. It's a challenge. I, I think Casey Borsell is going to have to put his, put his work boots on and do a little bit. And his progression has been nice to see. And I think he's going to be one of those veteran leaders for this team. I think Burns will be fine. Um, Casey's going to have to do a little bit more. Uh, I do like DJ Horn, who did not come off. Jaden Taylor came off the bench last night. I do like Horn and Mike O'Connell turned the ball over a lot last night. He's got to clean that up as a point guard they got from Stanford. This is a team that's probably going to be a little bit deeper and more athletic than they've been recently. But this is a team that's probably going to have some nights where you're like, especially if DJ's in foul trouble. I'm worried about the foot speed of the guards. Yeah, they're not. I mean, uh, Dennis Parker, freshman, is, is athletic. Yep. I like him. Yeah, Casey's not the most athletic guy in the history of the world. Mike O'Connell from Stanford, not the most athletic guy in the history of the world. So, you know, Horn's a little undersized for that for that position. Uh, Taylor's a little bit skinny. So, yeah, I mean, those concerns are, are legit by you. So, all right, well, best of luck this week. And I will not see you tomorrow because I am... Maybe at night I can pop by. Uh, tomorrow is the uh, Lonnie Poole legends golf tournament which i will be participating in you're a legend which i find tremendously satisfying so are are you considered a legend joe obvious and i yes are considered in the eyes of the people who run lonnie pool golf course over at nc state to be wolfpack legends yes he's obvious playing he is the nine wood will be out tomorrow so yes big day Big day. What is his over board. under right now? What do you got his over under? Oh, it's a super, it's a super ball. So if they use two of his shots, that would be a lot. And every once in a while, so he'll you're hit going one under, up. under. All right. So balls used. Let's get this on the oh. record. Shots <laughs> so, used. He's not here to defend himself. I, no, but out of love and respect for Obi, <laughs> I, I think he's going to bring it tomorrow. I just want to know you're going under two, two of his shots under. Yeah. Under. Not unless he makes two putts. He's not a golfer. He's not a golfer. I mean, I give credit for getting out there and swinging the club. He said that. Yep. I got to get out there because, you know, Chip over at NC State's done such a great job with us. So we're really there to just be some sort of support. Now, are you going to take, are you going to take him to the driving range beforehand? No, 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 no. I don't. I just be like him taking me to some sort of video game thing. Nope. Are you mm-hmm. doing lost the, cause. Are you doing putting green before you play, or is he just getting out of the car? Describe this for me. He gets out of the car, <laughs> parks it, gets yes. out, 
Yeah, no. walks in the club. Yeah, he will not warm up. Coffee anything. in hand, bang bang. Yes, and then we're going to the golf. Club. Yes, and he'll apologize to everyone he plays with, lets them know in advance. Yeah, it's a thing, but everyone does love his golf bag. Is like from 1982, and then he has he legitimately has a nine wood which he uses. A nine wood. What, he uses it well. No. <laughs> and, he's, and he's lefty. And he's lefty. So. Oh, he's a lefty. Yeah, there, there, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on there. So Wow. But hopefully I will see you at dinner time. Or, or you know, in that three o'clock range, potentially. Okay. Because, well, you yeah. know, I, I don't like Fridays going by without it. So I'm, I'm there. We're there. We, gotta, right. we might have a little, some cocktails working on the menu for... Oh. Uh, Oh, that's something to look forward to. Uh, as is our college picks, because I'm, I'm getting better as the college season goes along. We'll get into our ACC and college football picks with Josh Goodson right after this. It's time for our RTP Mortgage College Picks of the Week. And joining me is Josh Goodson, RTP Mortgage, rtpmortgage.com. We'll get into more of the specifics here in a second, Josh. But you and I now on the season are both 12, 16, and 1. We have the same exact record. You've actually been pretty good the last few weeks. And And I've just been sporadic. But here we are in the same spot, 12, 16, and 1. We've got three games this week. We have a slightly different format because Carolina's playing Campbell. That's off the board. And then Duke's playing Wake Forest tonight. But I'm not sure that we're not going to see like a battle of third and and backup quarterbacks in this game. And this game's had a a bunch of wild line movement. So we're not even going to get into that. And you and I also had a conversation on this week's Law of the Wolf episode about NC State. So we'll hit some of the high points from the state game because we're we're on opposite sides of this one. The, the line has moved up to five and a half. I'm still taking Miami. You're taking state. Ultimately, why are you going with Wolfpack in this one? I love the spot. It's weird. I don't necessarily love state spot. I hate Miami's spot. Okay. Which is? Uh, Miami has played two in a row. And one in overtime against, I would say, probably teams that are worse than State, right? Clemson and Virginia, both at home, both in overtime. Okay. Maybe, not, I don't, maybe Clemson's not worse than State. But, yeah, they've played two games in a row at home in overtime. They have to go on the road. It's going to be cold Saturday night. I like the night game environment. It's going to be in the 40s during the game. And, oh, by the way, Miami has to play their, their biggest rival next week, Florida State. At, um, I don't even know where that game's at, but they play Florida State next week. I just hate the spot for Miami. A lot of time, I mean, we talk about this all the time. Teams pouring it out, and yeah. now I'm not. I don't know if Miami poured it out <laughs> to beat Virginia in overtime, but they needed something, something though. said about two two straight wins in overtime. That's that's some. You you were in some dog fights. They could be drained. Um, they could. I don't be know. If they, I don't think that necessarily means they're going to come up here and just lay an egg per se. Um, Dave Dorn's never beat Miami. It's the last. Yeah. It's the only ACC team he hasn't beat. Um, that's still the, in the ACC. That's still in the ACC. None of the and none of the games have been like hell. State probably should have won two of those. I think they've only played three times since, or three or four times since Dave's been there. Anyway, State probably should have won and definitely should have won in what twenty twenty one. That's one of the big ones down there. Um, yeah. 
I just like I, I hate the spot for Miami. I think confidence is a hell of a drug. I think beating Clemson last week, even though it was really ugly on offense, it's good. I'll, I'll take five. I'll take a home dog at night, getting five and a half, probably any time. And it's fair enough. That's kind of where I'm at. I laid out my reasons in Law of the Wolf. I would encourage you to check out the Law of the Wolf podcast. All right, let's actually stick with Clemson because that's going to be your second pick this week. They are at home against Notre Dame. They are getting. Wait now, hold on a second. Clemson is a home dog against Notre Dame. Yeah. I, I guess at some point, I think Clemson's power rating number is still actually pretty good from a okay. Vegas standpoint because uh, power ratings don't bring into account all these turnovers, right? <laughs> you know, like we're giving up pick sixes every game, and we're you know we're fumbling the ball in the, in the end zone, and we're not scoring in the red zone, all those things. But they're not far away from Notre Dame from a power rating standpoint. Is kind of what I'm getting to. If this game was at night, this would be an auto auto play for me. It is a noon game, but I think Clemson. I kind of need to see the dead body like be totally dead. I can't write them off until I can actually see them lose out. Right. Everybody right now is looking at their schedule. It's like, is Clemson going to not make a bowl? And I'm, and I'm and four and four. Yeah. It might not, but I, I have to see that happen for me to actually yeah. believe that it's going to happen. Um, I think the Dabo stuff this week, he's got a weird way of like motivating people. I don't, I think part of you and Joe talked this week about Dave Dorn's stuff with Steve Smith. It wasn't necessarily towards Steve Smith. It was more towards the fans. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I kind of think Dabo's thing. Yes. It was against a fan, but it was like talking to the whole fan base of like, yo, I still believe in what we're doing. I still believe in my guys. We're okay. We're going to, we're going to make it. Everybody plays the Super Bowl is what you said. Um, I actually wouldn't hate it if they waited to play their Super Bowl against UNC in a couple weeks. <laughs> couple weeks. <laughs> but <Your> I, <laughs> I think they got it in it. And Sam Hartman has never beat Clemson. Um, oh, so that's a good call. I like I'm that. Take the Tigers getting. It's kind of like get, if you're going to give me Clemson points at home, home I got to take it. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I am going to the Big Twelve. I know they don't have their starting quarterback in Quinn Ayers, but I like Texas at home against Kansas State. Mm. Texas, I think, is the most. I actually think Texas is the most talented team in college football. I I'm sure I could give you some recruiting numbers that back that up. I like Texas's overall talent. This is a small number at home, minus mm. four. Uh, just remind me if I don't get this though, never to bet on the Big Ten, uh, the Big Twelve ever again, <laughs> since I seem to be getting all of my Big Twelve picks wrong. You're using one of our shared principles. Like, if all else fails, just take the team with – if oh, the team with all the talent is only a three-point favorite or four-point yeah. favorite. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> against a Kansas State team, they, fair enough. They scrap and they fight. But I, I don't – this is a team where the home team has more talent. The numbers being affected by the quarterback not yep. being – and it's not like this is the first game for the backup quarterback. So, right. I like Texas in this game. And we're both going to go to the SEC for our final picks of the week. And before we get to those picks, before we get to the SEC, I will remind you, yes – we all understand right now that it's not a great real estate market. It's not a great time for home loans, but you might be in a situation where you need to cash out refinance. You might be in a situation where you, you have to move and you have to buy a new home. Well, you need to know what you can afford. You need to know what your options are. The best thing to do is to give Josh a call. It's 252 361 1415. That's 252 361 1415. Josh is at RTP Mortgage. You can also find them online. It's rtpmortgage.com. I tell you this that is NMLS number 1569995 because we want to make sure he keeps that license that he has. But I get it, Josh. It's a tough market right now. It doesn't mean 
You don't, you got to know what you don't know though. Yeah, no rates are high. So I'm not going to sit here and paint some picture that if you go get a mortgage right now, that the, the payment's not going to probably, you're going to look at the paper and be like, Oh my God, this is a lot of money. I will say this for everyone who's waiting for rates to drop to purchase a house. I would not do that. What's going to happen when rates drop? Everyone's going to flood the market. Yep. The house that you want that might be listed for 400000 a day is now going to be listed for 450000 and there's going to be 20 other people wanting to buy that house just because they waited for rates to drop. There is a little bit of a benefit in getting into them, getting in now from a, for a long-term uh, like financial wealth standpoint. So I would say that it, it's a monthly payment shock factors a lot, but you can't always refi. You cannot go back to the seller a year from now and be like, Mr. Seller, I actually want to buy your house for less than what I bought it for. <laughs> Not how it works, but it's important to know what your options are. And it is a difficult process, especially yeah. if you're a first time home buyer. So give Josh a call 252-361-1415, figure out what your options are. And as always, RTP Mortgage, rtpmortgage.com. That's where my home loan is. They treat me like I am the host of this show, but they treat everybody like they are the host of a popular podcast. So let's get to our SEC picks of the week. Close this thing out the right way. Let's get some winners out of the SEC. You're going with the national champs, and I think I know why. I almost, almost went with Alabama for some <laughs> similar type premise, right? Like nobody's that you know, short number at home, but... The LSU, uh, the LSU quarterback is good enough that that game could get weird. So Feisty, I was like, let me, sure. let me stick with Georgia. We see this game. I feel like we see this game like three times a year when Georgia plays. There's always a scrappy SEC East team who hasn't really played anyone who's coming in with a good record. And they come in and everybody's like, oh, could this be the time? And and like the numbers like anywhere between 14 and 20. It's, and so you're like, well, like, of course they're going to keep it within 15 points. Of course they're going to. It's going to be a close game. Like they're going to. They're going to hang. We saw this two weeks ago. Georgia played Kentucky. Same exact scenario. Everyone oh wanted. To, yes. Everyone wanted to tell you how good Kentucky was. Devin Leary. This is different. It's different this time. This week Georgia's at home, laying 15 against Missouri. Missouri's good. I think. I mean, they got the best wide receiver in the country possibly on their team. I think Drink's a good coach. I just think when we get in these situations, like Kirby Smart's like, hey, guys, let's actually show them that we're really good. They played a close game last year with Missouri, and yeah. it was pretty close. Really that good was coaches. There, that was at Missouri. It was out there, but really good coaches will remind their players, like, hey, guys, remember last year? We almost lost to them. Let's, let's not let that happen again. And, oh, by the way, Georgia wasn't ranked number one in the college football playoff rankings. Coaches love to, to tell their players, like, hey, nobody believes in us. No one believes we're the best team in the country. Georgia usually shows up in this spot. So I like Georgia laying the 15 at home. All right. I'm, I'm going to go to the other side of the SEC to the West, where Ole Miss is a three-point home favorite, just a home three. They're taking on Texas A&M. The calendar hit November. It's time for Texas A&M to quit on Jimbo Fisher. Mm -hmm. I like Ole Miss at home. I like their offense. I think they cover this one. This one feels like one of those stinky, why, wait, why is Ole Miss only a home three against Texas A&M? I have no idea, but uh, but if I'm the Joe Public here and, and I'm falling for the trap, I'm willing to do it. This is another team I've been wrong about all year in Ole Miss, so I'm going to the other side of this. I'm taking Ole Miss against Texas A&M. All right, Josh, I appreciate you joining me here on Picks and Pizza, of course, and I always 
Appreciate you taking some time on Law of the Wolf. Again, if you haven't seen that, check it out. Law of the Wolf podcast, Apple, Spotify, the Googles, wherever you get your podcast from. Appreciate all of the positive vibes. And of course, five stars only. Mm-hmm.